Hey guys, John O'Callie here. Welcome to Movie Report, the brand new show, show where I cover movies every Monday and Friday. That's right, every Monday and Friday we present a 30-minute show covering the movie news, covering different topics like the box office, the breakdown of what reviews films are getting, and also movies that I suggest to you. And on today's show, which is Friday, I'm going to be breaking down the three movies that came out today or this week, uh, commencing this week, and that you know the reviews they've been getting, what people think, critics. And an audience and also a movie highlight which is a section where I present a movie that I would either recommend you go see or not recommend you go see but you should still check it out anyway because it's very controversial it's one of these movies that just pops out that not much people talk about but it does to me and I think more people should see so basically a movie that I just highlight a movie that comes to mind to me you know uh, in that week and yeah present it on the show and then also in between them two segments I'm covering the three, three main new topics of the week. Now you might notice something, I don't know if it will make a difference, but on my mic this week I've brought a windshield and a lot of people have been complaining that on the shows and my normal commentary videos, uh, whenever I blow into the mic, basically for some reason the audio goes low and high and low and high and it goes up and down and it doesn't sound right even though when it is high it sounds brilliant but then it dips down and hopefully this windshield I've tested it out in a quick 30 second commentary and it works pretty fine so hopefully through this show it does but if not we'll sort it out and we'll get around it some way but uh, lots of Star Wars news in today's show and uh, but first obviously we're going to cover the breakdown and that's what we're going to go into right away Right now, movie report breakdown and covering the three movies that came out this week's the reviews they've been getting. Uh, the Transporter Refueled, A Walk in the Woods, and Before We Go. Now, Transporter Refueled, we're going to start with that. This movie, I haven't seen it yet and I don't plan on seeing it because people are saying it's one of the worst action blockbusters in years. I've heard people on multiple shows, multiple reviewers that I trust have come out and said that this movie's terrible. I wanted to wait until I saw the overall, you know, public response and it looks bad at the minute after just 1,000 votes on IMDb. Now, IMDb, I, I agree, it's a site that cannot be trusted simply because anyone can go on there and put a rating but a thousand votes. Now then, you know, if Transporter isn't a movie that people are going to be jumping on IMDb to vote for. They're not going to be jumping on going, oh, I can't wait to put my review of it like Star Wars or a bigger blockbuster. But, you know, a 4.2 out of 10 on IMDb tells me, you know, there's probably about half of them people who have seen the movie. And then, just to, you know, top it all off, Rotten Tomatoes has currently got a 13%. I'll click on the Rotten Tomatoes website now, but I believe it's about 13% the rating, and that is just terrible. But people are saying this movie is just, oh, it's 16, so it's gone up a little bit. But that's just from, like, 60 reviews. So take in mind, when it's had about 200, it's probably going to go down under 10%. So, yeah, and Metacritic's got 32% rating, so that movie is, I don't think, is one you guys should be going to see, breaking it down, Transport transporter refuel doesn't look like a very good movie i probably will check it out when it comes out on vod just to see what all the bad taste was about but everyone is critically slamming it i mean if the movie can be worse than fantastic four 
It looks like this is. And, you know, granted, Fantastic Four had strong points, but to me, that movie was terrible as well. So, I don't know. I, I, there's Every week now, there seems to be a movie that's just absolutely garbage coming out. What's going on? We need some good movies to come out. And I know we got Star Wars, The Revenant, Black Mass, all these movies coming out in the fall, but there needs to be some better, better movies to get my taste going for the movie industry because at the minute, we're getting Fantastic Four and Transformers, uh, Transport or Refueled. I was going to say Transformers Refueled, but that would have been funny anyway. Uh, but it doesn't look like Ed Skeen has done a good job, or Ed Screen, can't say his name, has done a good job of uh, replacing Jotham Statham. A Walk in the Woods was the other one. That's probably the best reviewed movie this week. Uh, overall across the board and uh, that movie has got 6.5 out of 10 audience at the minute and that's from 500 votes take in mind it's a very small movie uh, I forgot who's in it actually uh, Robert Redford's in it sorry uh, <clears throat> Emma Thompson Nick uh, Offerman and Nick Nolte are in it so not a very huge cast there obviously Robert Redford we know Emma, and Emma Thompson but nothing you know major not you know stars of the industry right now uh, but 49% on Rotten Tomatoes that's respectable it's still rotten but it's more respectable than Transport or Refueled I guess you could say and uh, yeah so Walk in the Woods not too shabby but not good also and then we come to Before We Go which is the movie starring Chris Evans and Alice Eve this movie uh, it's currently got getting a good audience rating. It's got 5,000 votes, so a bigger audience have gone to see that. I wonder how the box office is going to perform. Obviously, I cover that on Monday, so make sure to check out on Monday my box office uh, results, which I will cover, you know, how all the new movies uh, come into that. But it looks like Before We Go has got a decent audience rating, but uh, Rotten Tomatoes, it's currently on a 12%. Uh, percent. Let me check on the website. Uh, 16. Oh, so that's similar, the same as Transport or Refueled, but, you know, still pretty bad. And that's only after 19, it's had three fresh 16 rotten. So that's going to be a stinker as well. But audience are saying it's okay. So I don't know. It depends what kind of audience, you know, what kind of audience type you hit, but. That looks like a movie that it's not... All the movies this week aren't really trustable. You know, they're not movies that I would trust to go see and would personally pay money to go see. They're not ones that have striked. So I don't know what's, you know, how the audience is going to receive them over the next few weeks. But from the first few days, well, the first day it's been open, these movies don't look like movies that are, uh, you know ones that you should definitely run out and pay money to see but I have to see what happens next week and I'll definitely report the box office on Monday but anyway moving on to the first movie topic of the day and that is Star Wars The Force Awakens soundtrack uh, release date has been announced and it's on the official I believe it's on the official Warner uh, no not Warner what am I on about Star Wars uh, the Star Wars soundtrack website I'm not too sure where you can find that but uh, it's news going on the internet at the minute and apparently the release date is the day of the film. And uh, it's obviously that was one of the dates we would have thought it would have came out. Uh, but a lot of fans were hoping they'd release it early. Uh, or if John Williams has finished the score. I personally, I knew he hadn't finished the score. The guy, you know, he's going to be working on that right up until. But it's not just the fact that he hasn't finished the score. One of the main reasons that they're not releasing this till day one is because they don't want spoilers uh, released. And uh, I know you're thinking, well, what spoilers can be released in the soundtrack? Well, if you're a regular soundtrack buyer, I like buying a lot of the movie soundtracks. And I found that within the titles of the soundtracks or the titles of the songs in the soundtrack, you can find a lot of spoilers, you know, within um, 
trying to think. Uh, Interstellar didn't have too much, but it had a few. Um, the uh, Man of Steel had a few as well. Uh, there, there was a lot. There was a lot. Um, Mad Max Fury Road. You know, they're, they're not even that big. There were a lot of films that have had more bigger spoilers within their soundtracks, and I can understand why uh, John Williams and J.J. Abrams and the whole Star Wars department have decided to not release the soundtrack until the day of the movie. I'm definitely going to be picking it up because Star Wars is just phenomenal within its music, its soundtrack, its you know the film itself. It's, it's amazing, you know, just the score elevates that movie to another level, even though it is, you know, absolutely incredible on the big screen watching it in IMAX, I, I would have guessed anyway, um, but yeah, uh, John Williams, you know, it's been, you know, announced today that his score isn't coming out till the day of launch, I want to hear what you guys have to say of this, because I know there's a big Star Wars community out there, some who also checked out my channel, I've done videos in the past that have hit big off Star Wars, and uh, yeah, people have been really, uh, you know, debatable, wanting to talk about uh, certain things, I believe I did a Darth Vader helmet video once, and a lot of people were debating with me on that, and yeah, I want to hear your guys' debate on what you think uh, of the soundtrack coming out on uh, the day of the movie, do you think it's right to, you know, do you think soundtracks should be released a bit earlier, do you think when they make soundtracks they shouldn't put spoilers within the titles, to be fair, it is up to the artist at the end of the day, so if John Williams and if J.J. Abrams want that to be in there, you know, and want the date to be on the day the movie comes comes out, that's completely up to them, so at the end of the day, um, you can kind of understand, I can, just personally, I can understand uh, why that's the case, but uh, I also, there is a part of me that just wants it to come out, and I want to hear that music, I want to plug my headphones in, I want to play it full blast in my house, you know, through iTunes, through a Stolby speaker system, or something, you know, just on, or just listen to it in the cinema on the bigger screen, so Star Wars soundtrack is, uh, you know, it is one that I can not wait to download and listen to and I'm not bothered personally I'm not you know I'm not you know chunking it you know JJ Abrams to give me the soundtrack now you know and listen to it they're probably still working on it a bit so we're gonna have to see you know what news comes out of you know all the, you know also how will John Williams attempt you know approach the score there are rumors that he's going for a more episode four kind of feel to it where there's you know the distinct obviously Star Wars theme but then you get this new breed of stuff and this new classic themes which I think is a good idea I like uh, I always love the idea of pushing new ideas forward and not keep it you know staying where we are we've got to improve and we've got to adapt we can't just copy and do the same as we were 20 years ago but if we can influence that if we can take what what um you know in cut in pop culture and film and you know all types of things you know the soundtrack you know the the way the movie's presented if we can take them styles you know have you know have them influenced but not the same you know more you know something new to it something modern something you know a fresh approach that is what I want to see within um, Star Wars The Force Awakens and especially its soundtrack so yeah what do you guys have to say on that I'd like to hear your comments down below in the comment section of this video, but we're going to move on to topic two now, and uh, this topic is, well, I think the first Batman v Superman topic we've had on the show so far, it was very popular on uh, when I did the test run, uh, the BVS news, but uh, apparently this was yesterday's news, but I wanted to report it today because I haven't seen much people talk about it, apparently a fan who met um, Ezra Miller, who's obviously playing the Flash in Batman v Superman, uh, was able to get, you know, obviously get some details from him, and apparently Ezra, 
Ezra Miller, I can't say this guy's name, I can't say most people's names, but uh, yeah, he apparently confirmed some of it during an, during an interview, and that obviously allures to the fact that the other details that the fan mentioned could be true, and uh, these were the three facts that the fan mentioned about the Flash's suit in Batman v Superman. Apparently, Barry Allen's hair will be kept long for Batman v Superman. We already know knew that. We probably already knew that anyway. Um, his Flash suit has a post-apocalyptic look to it. So, uh, if you can imagine the Flash with a kind of a gl- uh, you know, the first thing that comes to my mind is like a glowing kind of apocalyptic feel uh i mean wonder woman's suit has a bit of an apocalyptic they all have a kind of an apocalyptic metallic feel to them so i guess it kind of you know it fits in well with the other suits so i can kind of understand that and the approach they're going for with the suit and also ezra has hinted that he's going to have a ripped physique rather than bulky so you know these them two facts are ones that we kind of um uh, or them three facts you could say ones that we kind of alert to. I mean, the only one that people would say, you know probably disagree with me that we you know we didn't know was that he his hair because we know the Flash doesn't you know he I well I I'm not a big comic nerd so tell me down below did the Flash have long hair in the comics I'm not too sure but if I if I was to picture the Flash I wouldn't picture him with long hair so. Do I care? No. I really don't care if he has long hair, if he has short hair. It doesn't bother me. It really does not. Simply because, to me, it's about how he acts. Can he present Barry Allen and can he present The Flash through his acting ability? And yeah, obviously the way he looks, but... At the end of the day, it's his acting ability that's going to have 80% of, you know, how he's perceived in that movie. And I don't think we're going to see The Flash much in uh, Batman v Superman. I don't think he's going to be popping up every minute like, oh, here I am, zoom, knockout doomsday. You know, I I don't think we're going to see that uh, in Batman v Superman. I feel like we're going to get a little hint towards him and then maybe... I've still got this picture in my head of the ending of Batman v Superman being the whole or most of the Justice League standing together in their suits talking about a new threat. That is how I picture the end of Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. I don't know why, don't ask me, but that's how I picture it or something that, you know, hints to all the Justice League coming together and I can see, um, you know... All these facts that I've mentioned about him having long hair, his suit having a post-apocalyptic look to it, and his physique being, you know, ripped rather than bulky, you put that next to the Justice League on screen at the, you know, the end, it's going to fit in perfectly. We, that's the flash we need uh, to fit in with Super, with Henry Cavill's Superman, with Ben Affleck's Batman, with Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman, with, um, um, oh, what's his name, Aquaman, Jason Momoa's Aquaman. That's the Flash we need to fit in with the the rest of the Justice League. That's the one that's going to, you know, look like he's part of the team. That's what we want. We want all the members looking like they're part of one big team. And I think that, you know, these facts that they've meant, you know, that's come out about his suit definitely alert to the fact that he's going to be his suit is going to be influenced by the other Justice League members as well so it's kind of cool I mean we're going to have to wait until we start seeing stuff I don't know if they're going to show anything in any more trailers or images we'll probably get an image of him in the suit but you know if we do not get an image of uh, Ezra Miller in the suit before Batman v Superman will that mean that we're not going to see him in the suit in the film I disagree. I think we will see him. They're trying to keep as much, you know, tucked down as possible. 
But it also alludes to the fact that Ezra Miller is not going to have a big role in this movie. And he's probably going to be in about one minute, hardly that, in the movie. Simply because they would have put that picture out because they would have been worried that it would have leaked on the internet. And that's why they've probably put Jason Momoa because they, he's probably got a bit more involvement in the film than Ezra Miller. And uh, they didn't want that obviously leaked out. So they just thought, let's release it online to the public. But I don't, because they haven't done that with The Flash, they may still do it. We've got ages till March. So they've, they've got plenty plenty of time to do that but if they don't then to me that signals straight away we'll probably only see him in one frame or two frames in the movie in the suit like right at the end of the movie and then probably a few hints uh, before that but that's my you know kind of way of looking at it and here's the look you know my opinion on what these details and how these details work into the Batman v Superman and DCCU so yeah what do you guys think I want to hear your comments down below on the new Flash's suit do you think these uh, details are what you wanted to hear from the way it could look and yeah how do you picture it how do you picture the Flash suit in your mind but uh, yeah we're going to move on to the third and final movie news topic of today and that is basically the Batman uh Batman fuck it what am I on about Star Wars the Force Awakens obviously uh it was Force it's Force Friday today and they did the big toy launch yesterday been watching it it's been on Sky News uh, all day in the UK I watched the stream yesterday I watched the start and the end of the stream so uh, yeah I've been very intrigued to see what was going to happen within this Star Wars The Force Awakens Force Friday toy unboxing would they show a trailer they still may do it's still Force Friday they may do it today or very soon but at the minute they haven't I'm guessing we're probably going to get one full length trailer before the movie comes out and that's going to be like November time I I don't think they're going to release it yet simply because um uh, the second trailer, actually I'm not too sure, when did the second trailer come out, it might have been a while back, but anyway, this news topic is basically about some of the art that has been seen on the toys that they've released, obviously within the boxes, you've got some new art, and two that I've put on screen are my two favourite uh, from the, uh, the the toy um, the toy reveal for, global toy reveal for uh, Star Wars The Force Awakens. Uh, the one where you've got pretty much all the characters on screen with uh, massive Kylo Ren and his lightsaber, with uh, Daisy Ridley, all the old characters, BB-8, the ships, and then also a single poster of Daisy Ridley with BB-8. And uh, I know you're thinking, well, what kind of news can we get out of this, and why, you know, why would you do this as a news topic? Well, I think there's a lot you kind of get out of this. Now, if you remember in the Instagram post, we had uh, that. If you if you don't remember, there was an Instagram trailer. I believe I covered it on the last show I did so if you want to go see it go check that out and then you obviously know where to find it Uh, it's on Instagram Star Wars Instagram you can find the uh, teaser but it was like a 15 second teaser and two of the new shots in the teaser one included Daisy Ridley looking up at the camera and behind her was BB-8 and now we get this poster of her and BB-8 and uh, whenever we see her in marketing and artwork, we see BB-8 with her. But this is the one that I've uh, that really sticks out to me and tells me one message, and that tells me that BB-8 and uh, Daisy Ridley are going to be the kind of they're going to be a, a team in the movie. You know how you've got this team. You, you, you know you expect Harrison Ford to be with um, the new cast and Chewbacca, basically the old cast teaming up with the new cast to fight uh, the new villains in the movie. 
this is what I picture. I picture, you know, teams coming together to form one big team. So obviously you have Hahn and Chewbacca. You have Daisy Ridley, who's with BB-8 originally. And then I can see her teaming up with uh, Ray and uh, maybe even Oscar Isaac and then them meeting up with uh, Harrison Ford and Chewbacca and obviously the droids. That's how I picture this movie going ahead and then obviously Luke coming into it. I feel like Luke's not going to have a big role in the film. That's just me. I feel like he's going to have a role and an important one, but I don't think he's going to have a huge role. Like he's going to be in every frame of the movie. They're going to concentrate on the new characters. And uh, if there's any old character they're going to concentrate on, it's Han Solo. So, but this, these artworks definitely tell, it shows you the dynamic, some of the, what some of the characters are going to have. And Daisy Ridley looks like she's going to have a very important character uh, dynamic with her droid BB-8. And it's going to be interesting to see how BB-8 gets on with R2-D2 and when they meet. Because obviously they are, they're going to meet at some point. And um, very interested to see how that goes down. But just from this artwork, I mean, there was one with Kylo Ren alone. I think it was I, it was earlier on in the show. It was an art that I put up on screen. There's plenty of artwork. But uh, if you want to go check it out, I might leave a link in the description. If not, I'll uh, definitely... Uh, basically, just type in... If you go in on Google and you type in Star Wars The Force Awakens art, you'll probably find Force Friday art. And uh, I believe Cinema Blend have got something up on there. But there's plenty of news stories covering this artwork and I think it's some of the artwork is gorgeous just look at that one on the left the one of uh, the full poster it just looks absolutely brilliant with you know the uh, chrome stormtrooper Kylo Ren the villains look brilliant we also got a look at uh, Kylo Ren's voice uh, from obviously the mask the toy mask reveal apparently his, his voice to me so I don't know what it sounded like to you guys but to me it sounded like a mix between Darth Vader but a bit low pitched and not as high pitched as Darth Vader's a bit lower a bit more human it felt a bit more human than Darth Vader. Still had that cyborg kind of element to it. But it felt like Darth Vader with uh, a bit of Zod to it in the way he talked. You know how Zod was very... Um he ordered a lot. The way he talked, he ordered stuff. He, it, whenever he talked, you felt like he was ordering stuff, like ordering something to happen from his, uh, you know, troops and st- you know things like that. And Matt, I'm talking about the man of steel, Zod. That's how. That's the impression I got from uh, Oscar, not Oscar Isaac, uh, Adam Driver's voice from uh, Kylo Ren within the uh, mask. But if you want to go check that out, I believe IGN have got a video up of uh, the toy. They've got like a small toy figure, and they put the mic near it, and you can hear the voice of Kylo Ren. And uh, I. Believe I believe there's also other toys that you can hear the voice of, uh, the Chrome Stormtrooper, uh, Captain Pla- Plasma, I believe her name is, she's a female Stormtrooper in the movie, but uh, yeah, I, mu- I must say that, uh, that the artwork, the toys, the whole Force Friday thing was absolutely great, and I cannot wait to see what they've got cooked up for us, especially in that third trailer, and then when I go and sit down to watch this thing in IMAX for the first time, I'm going to be getting the biggest box of popcorn. I'm going to be wearing a Star Wars t-shirt. I'm going to be taking a lightsaber with me. I'm going to be rocking out. I'm going to be like with the Star Wars camp. And (laughs) yeah, I cannot wait to see what The Force Awakens is going to cook up to be like. But anyway, leave your comments down below on what you think of the artwork. Now we're going to get into the last section of the show. Kind of my relaxed section of the show. And uh, that is movie highlight. And uh, movie highlight, as I mentioned at the start and I've mentioned on previous episodes of the show... It's basically a part of the show where I take a movie that I stick out as, you know, came, you know, came to me within the week. I thought about it. I thought about, has it had controversy, controversies, how much people liked it? And I basically just want to reference a movie on the show. Maybe you guys want to go see. 
This week is a movie I think a lot of people liked. The people who saw it absolutely beloved this movie. And it's a movie that I personally think is uh, absolutely brilliant, so underrated, and had a terrible marketing campaign. And that is Edge of Tomorrow, featuring Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt. This movie was one of the best movies of 2014. Simple as it had a 90% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, 8.8, sorry, 7.9, or you could say 8 out of 10 on IMDb. The audience rating was sky high. The people who saw this just absolutely loved it. And when I went to see it, I wasn't expecting much. I went in that cinema absolutely not dreading but I was thinking oh no here we go you know Tom Cruise all he's been doing is Mission Impossible this is a movie that I just don't see you know happening the the marketing looks so bad for it but I'm gonna go see it because there's no other movies on this week went to go see it and guess what I shut my mouth this movie was incredible it's pure sci-fi and I know you're thinking you know if you watched the show last week I, I did a John Carter that was my highlight and uh, if you've noticed, there's a kind of a trend. That had a bad marketing campaign. I liked the movie. This had a bad marketing campaign. I liked the movie. And that's why I kind of stayed on that trend of doing Edge of Tomorrow this week. Because that's what came to mind after doing John Carter last week. It frustrates me so much when a studio cannot market a movie correctly. Like, honestly, Edge of Tomorrow was a movie that was... If they marketed that correctly, it could have bought in an extra, you know, probably 100 to 200 million, even more. And I know you're thinking, Edge of, you know, no one's heard of Edge of Tomorrow. It was a, you know, it was a book that hardly anyone knew about. Apart from, you know, the people who are watching the movie won't know about Edge of Tomorrow, the actual book. You could say that about any movie. You could say that when Alien came out. You can say that when Avatar came out. You, you can say that about any movie. And at the end of the day, the movies that have been marketed well, the movies that have been put out there, the movies that have had, you know, good ratings, the movies that are talked about, and the movies that make money. And the marketing campaign was so terrible for Edge of Tomorrow that no one could talk about this movie. No one knew it was actually out, in fact. It had, I think it, well, I think it made a decent um, amount. Well, it, it still lost the studio a lot of money, let's face that, and it could have made a lot more because the movie was pretty damn incredible and if you haven't seen it stop stop what you're doing after this show download edge of tomorrow buy it somewhere and just watch it because it is a movie that will <clears throat> blow you away with how it only made wait how much did it make it was made on a budget of 178 million dollars and it made 369 that is literally just breaking even because if you take in mind the marketing campaign, they put so many trailers out for it. But at the end of the day, the trailers were just garbage. They were like some of the worst trailers ever put out for a movie. And that's why it lost money. And I know you're thinking, some of you guys who don't know out there, when a, just because a movie, if a movie's made for 180 million and it makes 370 million back, that doesn't mean it's made money because then you have to take in mind, you know, the marketing costs, all the other merchandise and different costs you know this um you know the 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 budget just takes in mind the amount the movie was made on so basically you know through production you know how much it was made when they were filming all the you know the the post-production stuff but it doesn't take in mind all the you know the marketing campaign and uh yeah some of the merchandise so if you put that take that in mind you know add a 50% onto that the movie's probably only made about 40 50 million and i know if you know, i know you're thinking that's a lot of money but for the studio that made it i believe it was um 
Well, it was Warner Brothers, so that's a shock as well that Warner Brothers did this uh, <clears throat> with the did this bad with a marketing campaign. But for a studio like Warner Brothers, that's a fail. That's a flop because that amount of money is just not enough. You know, it may have broke even, but it's not enough because the movie could have made probably an extra three or four hundred million if it was marketed well. In my opinion, personally, at least that extra hundred million. So. I don't know what to say about Edge of Tomorrow. I think it was an absolutely incredible film. And uh, I definitely recommend going and check it out. Especially John Carter and this. They're two movies that had terrible marketing campaigns. But were great. Absolutely great movies. I'd say obviously Edge of Tomorrow is way better than. To, to me it's way better than John Carter. But John Carter was a movie that was a decent movie. It was just a good movie. And it didn't deserve um, <clears throat> you know, the money it got. Because it was made on a huge budget as well. And some of the sci-fi in that was really good. As well as Edge of Tomorrow had some great sci-fi. But anyway, I'm going to end the show this week, guys. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, don't forget, this show runs every Monday and Friday. Uh, So yeah, come back to check it out. It's now on SoundCloud and iTunes. So if you're watching this on SoundCloud, if you're watching it on iTunes, if you've downloaded the podcast, come and check out my channel, XCoddlyX. There's probably a a link uh, on on my SoundCloud page. So if you found my SoundCloud page, there's a link on that to my YouTube, Twitter and Facebook. You want to go follow me on them, you know, the social media That'll be awesome because on social media I put up different news stories and I also talk about, you know, my channel if basically a show's been cancelled or a video's been cancelled or I'm putting out a video early, you guys can know about it on social media first. Obviously I can't post that on YouTube unless I put a video out but that would be pointless and ridiculous so come follow me on social media. Uh, go download download my SoundCloud and uh, iTunes podcast if you haven't and if you are watching, if you're listening on SoundCloud and iTunes, come and check out my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash slash x slash it's I-T-S-X-C-O-D-E-L-I-T-E-X x Codley X and uh, yeah, hope you guys have enjoyed the show I've been Codley, like, comment, subscribe and as always, make some noise, bye